Live from the meantime in Austin, Texas, this is the Sandlot Revolution Podcast. This is what a rambler sounds like. Delicious sparkling water made with our limestone mineral blend. This is what a rambler sounds like. Because Rambler is made here in the U.S. of A. Ramblers do it better. Visit RamblerSparklingWater.com to learn more. Today we've got another one from 2022. We're talking to the founders of the Los Tigres de San Antonio, Cruz Ortiz and Joe Aldrete. Welcome to San Lot Revolution Podcast, Cruz Ortiz and Joe Aldrete. And uh, thanks for coming up from San Antonio, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Quick We're little road trip. Quick little road trip. Yeah, it's Austin, San Antonio. What the fuck? Like, it's going to be one thing. Same death. So, yeah. I mean, soon, <laughs> if they'll just get that train going, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be amazing. So, uh, Los Tigres de San Antonio, or San Antonio. Is it San Antonio? No, we, San it's Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. Um, you all started this year? It's your first season? April. April, late April of uh, 2022 is uh, when we kind of got the ball rolling. Nice. And yeah. and how did that happen? What inspired you all to to put a team together? And, you know, when did you hear about Sandlot and how did that all happen? It was kind of a real organic kind of a situation. Um, Cruz and I have uh, been hanging out for a couple of years, and, and uh, I went over to his house, his studio one day, and I said, uh, hey, man, what are you doing for this Texas Dingers? What is that? <laughs> And I said, you know, I've been seeing it on my Instagram. So obviously our algorithms are, you know, met up to where I was kind of seeing the same thing. I said, I've been seeing this on Instagram. He goes, yeah, man, this baseball team that reached out about doing some work for them. And I said, man, uh, kind of, ex- you know, interested in this. He goes, you should go and practice. They invited me out to practice. And go with me. Sure, not a problem. Let's go. So it was about a week later, went out to the Dingers practice and Kind of shook hands and kind of walked around, kind of saw what the whole thing was about, read up a little bit on it before I went out there, had played a little bit of high school ball, stuff like that. So there was, the interest was there. And we went out there, and everybody was um, pretty cool. You know, uh, it was a good vibe. I could kind of tell what they were going for. Um, and then Cruz and I just kind of sat back and it was like, we need to do this on our own. Yes. <laughs> we kind of had that. Uh, we need our own team. What's yeah. the character from uh, The Simpsons where he does his hands like that? Uh, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, Mr. exactly. Burns. We, you know, we looked at each other like, you know, there yeah. needs to be, uh, I guess the right word would be representation. Uh, the representation factor is what we were looking for more so than anything else. Uh, Cruz can kind of get into that, yeah. that aspect, the historical aspect of it, because I think that that's where the cohesiveness behind the team has really kind of come into play. You kind of need that baseball guy, but you also need that, you know, the, you have these different glue parts on yep. a team and um, a yin to a yang, so to speak. Yeah, we talk about casting. There you go. Yeah, Correct. And, yep. and different and different players that play those roles. And uh, him and I have a really cohesive relationship. You know, our families are involved with each other. Kids go to school, yada, yada, yada. C- kind of understand how each other thinks and, and operates. And so we kind of looked at each other like, do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, let's do this. And so we kind of started putting designs and sketches. And once the ball really got rolling, um, it became this exciting, exciting idea of um, kind of pulling the curtain back, kind of segueing into to the history here. But it's kind of pulling the curtain back on San Antonio baseball um, and, and kind of the different incarnations of that throughout the years. And this just happens to be the, the latest incarnation of baseball popping its head up in San Antonio. 
and then you know like you let Cruz run wild with history and you know being <laughs> a former teacher and, and <laughs> dude you know all the ideas just started popping and I'll, I'll kind of let you have it from there but uh it was it was uh it was a great thing to be a part of from the very beginning yeah that that first game I mean that first practice was really interesting because <clears throat> I had heard about it of course from Jack and also my brother Renee uh who you know playboys and so Renee was always telling me years ago, like, dude, y'all need a team. I'm like, man, I'm not starting a damn team. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> like, this is not, I don't have time for that. There's, right. and, you know, and at the time, actually, me and my wife were actually playing, we're on a softball team. And I was like, dude, hardball? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, I've heard about, you know, what was going on. And, of course, even went to go check out the long time. And so I was really excited about going to, you know, to this practice and, you know, of course, brought out Joe, and Joe's just like, oh, hell no, dude. No, we need to make our own team, you know. Like, that. that's just. I love it. Yeah, well, because, you know, like, honestly, that dugout was, like, deep. Like, it was, like, 30. Yeah, they had, like, 30-some-odd <laughs> guys to the point where you were like, listen, if, you, if yeah. you're going to spend your time, you know, and this is one thing that we talked yeah, about. a lot. If you're going to spend your time as a 45-year-old guy raising kids, the world's busy enough as it is, right? So if you're going to give your hours per week to this, you want to make sure you're getting at least a couple swings in the box. Yeah. And, sure. and there's just no wasting time when you're batting 20 guys deep, 30 guys deep. Oh, just for fun. No, nah, man, I got better things to do with my time, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I, I you, all or nothing, right. You know, you kind of want to strike that, that, that good balance. You want to find that balance between kind of really making a personal investment here, yep. but also at the same time, kind of making sure that you're not, uh, Sitting on the bench for three hours drinking beer, man. I could do that at beer league. You know, this is this is not this is not. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, and that's and that's where there was a difference. You know, we could tell this wasn't just a normal beer league. You know, right. And of course, you know, for me, the the whole community aspect about it, you know, the making sure that community was a part, you know, central to the whole idea. That was something we really liked. And, and then going even deeper, as far as uh, what Joe was saying about the history stuff. Um, for me, like I, I, I had known, you know, about the history of baseball, of course, you know, in the United States and post Civil War stuff, but in San Antonio, it was like Jesus. Like as the more I looked into it, I mean, they're teaching classes at this stuff. Like, like there's books on the history of Mexican Americans and and South Texas baseball players, and and as I dug in deeper and deeper, I was like, oh my God, this is like old <laughs> like that idea you know and of course understanding where jack was influenced from the negro leagues and you know what he understood as how community can be uh created through something like baseball i mean that was yeah. why americans loved it so much during the, both wars and so that was something i thought you know in light of what jack was already preaching that hasn't happened in San Antonio. Although that's what we thought, right? Because right. when we started our team, everyone, we started getting people from everywhere, you know, when we did the calls. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, there's there's been baseball here. Dude. You're, you didn't invent it, Papa. Right. <laughs> and, of course, like, I'm like, no, 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 I don't mean to, like, you know, get in there. Like, I was like, oh, shit. And, like, uh, I mean, even my wife, her grandfather, who's, like, 90s, uh, Played on teams until you know, until he was in the seventies. Wow! Nice. So there's yeah. hope. There's hope for all of it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, totally, yeah. And so like, going, you know, just encapsulating all that historical perspective of, 
And in San Antonio, they would call them the peloteros, the ball players, right? Yeah. And so, as we dug in deeper, you know, people were. I mean, there's a whole, there's a big flea market south of San Antonio, and there's a baseball field right there that was host to lots of Negro leagues, the Spanish American teams, the the peloteros teams, like going back to the 30s and 40s, and it's still wow. there. And so I'm like, holy cow! So then that was when me and Joe were like. Well, this has become more than just, you know, you got your league or, you know. You wanted to do something special, but you look at the history and you're like, we got to come out of the game. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got to figure this out. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, of course, we looked at names. We, we talked about different names. Why, like, why not the Chili Queens? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tr- trust me, we went through a whole list of like the, the And then, you know, we were just like, I think something that we were really concerned about was, you know, bringing back the Tejano experience, the Mexican-American experience of us being on a team together and what that meant. I mean, because that community specifically, and even in San Antonio, uh, has gone through so much. But when you see that through baseball, right, this one construct of something, of an idea of building community, uh, could actually add to that that sense of of what it means to build community in, in this day and age. And so, of course, you know, my mind just went bonkers. I'm like, oh, my God, this is. And, of course, you know, I, reading Jack's manifesto and understand, you know, even, you know, the Negro Leagues are worth that uh, mutual aid uh, sourcing, um, you know, how that developed around, you know, different groups in uh, New Orleans where they, were, you know, just are organizing together because those communities didn't have <laughs> shit. And so this was the only way to make a community thrive. And so with that, that was the other thing, too, is like we're like, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to contribute to the community? And I think that's where we kind of <clears throat> the collaboration that we have done in the past. Um, you know, a lot of our uh, political ideologies are the same between Cruz and I. There's a lot of linear thought when it comes to um, kind of how we see the world and where we can help where we can make advancements and stuff. And uh, we just do it through different venues. This was one that we could kind of collaborate on. <clears throat> and we've, you know, all done our own things in, in our respective cities to kind of give back. But this is something that we were able to collaborate on. And we said, uh, you know, what's going to be the most exciting or impactful thing that we can do that's going to be able to, um, uh, you know, immediately see the payoff. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a I have a little bit of a, a saying that I like to say or a little quote or a little motto, but it's, uh, you know, you kind of have to bring receipts to the table um, in, in this world. You know, it's, it's kind of like the... Like a prove the, your worth? Or? Right. Well, not necessarily prove your worth, but um, what do the kids say these days? Like uh, pictures or it wasn't real or pictures or it didn't happen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's that sure. kind of thing. Like, you know, everybody can talk a big game about, hey, man, we're going to do this for a scholarship. Well, let me see when that scholarship is done. Show mm-hmm. me the scholarship. Show me you handing over the check. Sure. Bring a receipt to the table. Don't just say, hey, we're going to do this for a scholarship, and then it never manifests itself. Right. Um, you know, because people can start with the greatest of intentions, but it really depends on how you finish, right? Um, and that's what we love about baseball. you got to finish the game. You can't run out the clock. Yeah. You have to finish the game. And that was kind of a linear thought with this, uh, with this what we're going to do to kind of give back and how are we going to finish this on the right note, you know, as far as encapsulation of the season is concerned. So we kind of came up with the idea of education. You know, we both kind of have our digs in on education on the different fronts. You know, him being a former teacher, I have some different kind of uh, toe dips with uh, education throughout San Antonio. 
And it was one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, scholarship looks to be the kind of the best way. Wow. Um, and naturally, everybody kind of says baseball. But we made sure to correct ourselves within 0.5 seconds of saying that and saying baseball and softball, you know, to make sure that there's an in inclusivity because normally people are going to default to, oh, we're going to give away a baseball scholarship. And you're writing off half of the people that are worthy of one, right? right. Um, and so that's something that we kind of, you know, the more we got down the path, it was just, um, you know, it's kind of when you're having that brainstorming and everything is, is popping in the right direction. And we kind of settled on a nice round number, settling on how we were going to kind of uh, navigate those waters of finding a, a, a kind of the kid, the type of kid that we were looking to do. I mean, everybody can get the first baseman, the left-handed, uh, powerful first baseman that can launch a 400-foot bomb and give him you know, $30,000 to go play ball, right? He's going to get those options. But there's that one kid that's, a, you know, really, really good glove, shortstop, third base, but kind of <laughs> messes around with the wrong crowd, fucks around, doesn't kind of take baseball seriously, but maybe he has a Juco offer, or maybe he has a, D, a D3 offer. That's the kid we're looking for. That's the kid that we're saying here, man, here's a couple of G's. Go get your books in wow. order. You know, okay. go, go, get, go get your meal plan in order. Go get whatever you got to get in order to get in order where our two Gs are going to push you in that right direction. It may not be the, the fulcrum. It may not be the tipping point. Right. But it can be something that we can say, hey, we're pushing you in that right direction. And all it is, 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 is the great thing of this is when you look back on it and you're just getting a bunch of knuckleheads coming to play baseball. Literally knuckleheads. That are coming, to, <laughs> coming by to play baseball, getting people to watch them to send a kid to, to school or further his education. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of whole, you know, kind of 360 kind of, you know, total encapsulation of that ecosystem of what we're doing, how we're doing it, what we're doing to contribute and give back, and then bring, bringing the, the so-called receipt to the table where it's, hey, man, this is the kid. You know, this is what we did today with this year and selling the T-shirts and selling the merch and selling the beer and selling the stickers this is what it did, you know, and, and that was kind of something that when we had that main focus on, you know, there's other teams that do this for other reasons. And, you know, we're, we're both into our 40s and stuff like that. And some guys go out to relive their glory days. Some guys want to be merchandising and marketing experts. And this is just their kind of way of doing it. There's guys that are, you know, whatever reason they kind of take this up for, you know, that that's fine and dandy, whatever you, you, you're going after. But when we kind of saw the linear thought of giving back and helping out, and if we can drink some beer while we're doing it, what the fuck? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's interesting because even it. like, you know, as we were talking about, <clears throat> and you know, I, I am, I am a former high school teacher and I saw what, you know, those scholarships did and, and how they were selected. And it just seemed like, God, you know, there's so many awesome kids that, I mean, me and my wife would always talk about like, how <laughs> it was those kids who were in like detention that were really smart or they would show up high and I'm like, damn, you shouldn't be smoking out. But you know that they're fucking genius kids and they're just like, dude, I can't stand it being here. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, you know, we know that kind of kid exists and those are the kids that fall through the crack kind of thing, cracks. And and it's interesting because actually one of uh, Joe's buddies is a, a doctor in education, Dr. Galliano, and he, that's what he does. He actually, you know, works on scholarship stuff. And so we actually assigned that job to him. And that's been tremendous because he's like, I've already talked to three schools. And these are like title one in the deep, deep, you know, areas of town that really uh, 
are ignored and uh, neglected. And um, it was nice to hear him report, like the last practice, like we actually will have business meetings and stuff. And, and that's, you know, that's what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about where is this money going to go? Where, and who are the kids he's talking to, the high schools? And, I mean, he was already, he's already talked to coaches. Uh, he's already, I mean, so we're, it's almost like we're scouting. In a, right. And that, that was actually a, a thing we did not expect. Like, I didn't think we were going to be getting this deep. And it's, and it's nice because these kids have a team behind them now. Like, yeah. and that's the thing, Literally. too, is like we understand. I've been on scholarship committees or different, you know, fundraiser type of things even. And, you know, it's where that money just goes. But, no, we, we want to follow this money. We're going to make this kid accountable. Like, yeah. no, no, you, you better not fail. Or Dude, you know, it was 103 <laughs> degrees when we were playing baseball at 1030 in the morning for you. Get your ass to class. Yeah, go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Come on, man. Well, it's, exactly. inc- it's incredible that, like, not only did was the team birthed on – the ideology of community and history. And like, we talk to a lot of people, whether it's on, on the podcast or on the field or hanging out. And, and so y'all hit it like head on as far as like encapsulating the spirit of Sandlot baseball and from a philanthropic uh, POV on the scholarship side. And to be so direct, like y'all are fresh April, 2022. Oh no, we're right. And and so, but y'all are focused and like you want to light the fire in some kids lives who are often overlooked, which is admirable, but you're upsetting a system that we all know is often busted. Yeah. Right. And it, it, that's just, that's incredible. So, I mean, hats off. Well, Appreciate and that's it. the thing too, is like literally looking at that system, the educational system is so, and, and even becoming even more complex with violence now. Like, and so like, those are the things that we, you know, I, every time we have a game, you know, we talk about, first thing we talk about is like, this whole ish, this whole thing that we're here, it's just, it's just to do one thing, build a community. And what does that mean? Like, and I, sometimes I don't even like that word community because it just sounds like, well, what are you talking about? Like, what, what, what community? Right. I'm like, this community, this one right here, the group of crazy, you know, male and females, you know, deciding to do this. We're here at this park, and which is another thing, the park that we actually play in, San Antonio. Um, was the first Negro League uh, uh, official Negro League uh, field uh, designated by the, the county and city in San Antonio? Is that oh, wow. Grave? Uh, Charles B. Johnson Charles in, B. in Pittman Sullivan Park on the east side of San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and so that was another like going back to the history thing, going back to you know uh, the issue of almost like taking back land or like taking back our parks. Taking, I mean, there's so many different levels to yeah. you know what we've been seeing. And every game gets better. We're just like, man, we're activating a park. And we didn't even post this. I mean, but <laughs> we, literally the day, the last game we had, we were cleaning, we cleaned up the entire park. Uh, and we found like a needle, like literally like several needles and, and trash. And like someone was living in the, in the restroom. We're like, hey, are you okay? Like, do you need some food? And, like, it was just like that kind of thing was not what we were expecting. And, yeah. but Totally glad that we're here to catch that, right? Totally here. When you fully embrace a community in that capacity, like there's going to be things that you didn't expect, but that you're catching. And if you're there for the right reasons, and obviously you gentlemen are leading with your heart and moving forward so swiftly, like you just kind of grab and go, what do you need? How can I help? But, but when people say, what do you mean community? This community, dude, look around, look around. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. Y'all's grasp on, 
it's an incredible to hear. Very, yeah. very cool. And to come from, I, I, I love, I mean, there, there are lots of people who have done this who come from your position. No way I'm, I'm putting together a team, but not realizing like all of the amazing things that come with that and all of the amazing things you can accomplish, the creative outlet, the, the, the different roles that people can play, uh, yeah, it's 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 great when people kind of turn that corner because you know usually people I'm sure you all told people you were playing baseball and they're like what softball right you know like, <laughs> right, right 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 we're like it's no right. it's the hardball coming right towards my face <laughs> yeah that's one component that I wanted to make sure I brought up was the wood bat element yeah yeah uh, man yeah. that wood bat element when you tell people especially the old dogs. I, I'm a fireman at the city, right? So I got a bunch of dudes that play hardball and stuff like that, men's rec league. When you tell them, no, man, we're playing with wood bats, they're like, they look at you and their ears perk up. Like the old baseball guys, right. their ears perk up and they're like, what? And you're like, yeah, man, playing a freaking you know, wood bat only league. And they're yeah. like, tell me more. And you're sitting at the kitchen table drinking coffee, talking ball, yeah. you know, and you're like, this is the shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I mean, they're, these guys are too old, you know, whatever, sometimes in their late 50s or 60s to really kind of get out there and play. But again, just the kind of community around baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to have those conversations. The wood bat thing is what sells everybody. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, funny because, like, literally, when we did the first poster, actually, I did a poster for the Dingers, right? The team that we were on before the Dingers. And, um, and it was hanging in our, uh, our kitchen. And that's when we found out about my wife's grandfather came over and he was like, Oh, you play baseball? I'm like, Well, I wouldn't say it's baseball like <laughs> we're on the field i'm catching balls i'm in balls we're just there trying it out and he was like and then he just spilled the beans on all his life and his wife goes mijo he still has the bag by the door oh, wow. i was like what and this guy's like he's up there <laughs> and he goes yeah yeah i still have it by the door you know just you know whenever the guys sometimes will go out and there's even a uh, I mean, even the hit, I mean, that, going back to the history part, it's just so fascinating. Like, even with the San Antonio missions, like, a lot of these older players are out there at every game welcoming guests. And they've wow. been there for the last, you know, 40 years. And it's just so cool. Like, that, that's the part that we're just totally hooked on, you know, as far as the community part, the historical part, the, the actual activism, the, uh, the community give back, like, everything about it is just. Except when my knee hurts. Jeez. <laughs> God. I, last time, I was like, man, that hurt a lot. To topical ibuprofen. I guess I'm not kidding, dude. It's a godsend. It's amazing. Topical ibuprofen. It's kind of like yeah, rub it in. It's called Voltron or Voltron or something. I don't know. But anyway, okay, I know yeah. what it is. I'm I got some in my it. bag. But it's I good. love it. Um, yeah, that's amazing because, like, you know, uh, as you know, like I'm in the restaurant. I've been in the hospitality industry for for decades, and like within building culture. And marketing, especially in 2022, like my job is to build, build fanatics around a brand. And one of the best ways to do that is to build nostalgia because we've all gathered around fire for obviously thousands and thousands of years. And, you know, we've all got a grandma's kitchen story or still do or people just congregate towards cooking in the kitchen. But really, in reality, outside of food being a necessity and a substance, um, a substance like it's it's nostalgia, like food will invoke that. And so I do that within marketing in my restaurants. And then when you talk about baseball, it just crosses all thresholds, all barriers. Yep. Everybody's got a baseball story, whether you played, 
Sandlot, you know, as a kid or little league or high school or whatever you were into, um, the Negro leagues, the, the, the Latino leagues, like there's, everybody's got a baseball story. And so that nostalgia is there and, and it just takes dudes like you to be honest that are saying, Hey man, let's capture that and, and move forward and, and do something cool. So that's, that's unreal. Well, yeah. And, and again, going back to, you know, how, how baseball was important, right. During the wars, uh, both big wars, like what they did, you know, for women as well, like how, how that, you know, played into like, understanding the idea of building culture not just community i I like that a lot um because that's important even now like i think in today's society culture is being so negotiated into something that's just feels wrong like it doesn't feel right um and this this culture actually it feels right you know what i mean there's something about it because it yeah definitely nostalgia definitely uh, the sense of humans getting together, and uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Liberty Bar owner uh, Dwight, that was hilarious. Like the last game we played, and he's an older guy; he's been around forever. He's like one of these classic San Antonio guys, and Dwight's just a great guy. Uh, collects lots of art and stuff, and um, he, we told him, "Hey, just come sit in the dugout." He was wanting to come stay out of the team. We're like, dude, just hang out, sit down. Yeah. And he sat down and. You could just see his whole body like, this is cool. Yeah, this is super <laughs> Absolutely cool. right. Like, yeah. And then I asked, you know, later his family, I was like, hey, how, what did Dwight say? Because he said he had the best time ever. Like, that this was super cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what that it's about. Like, I think that's what it was cool about it. So the last game as well, we had uh, our last home game that we hosted, uh, what was it, uh, August 9th or no? I can't remember. Anyway, early August. Yeah, something like that. Um, we had uh, County Judge Nelson Wolf come out, and he's kind of like the metal metal of San Antonio politics over the last, like, 40 or 45 years. He was mayor of San Antonio, state rep, you know, was up here in Austin for a while, state legislator, mm-hmm. now county judge. Um, Wolf Stadium, our double-A stadium, is named after him for the mission, so on and so forth. So he's one of these baseball guys, right? Yeah. He's always been one of these baseball guys. And uh, so um, my sister um, was doing some work um, down in San Antonio on what's called SA Digital Divide, kind of bringing up low-income households to make sure that they have affordable internet or, or, or no-cost internet. And uh, she was meeting with the judge that day. And I said, hey, listen, just throw this out there. Let him know <laughs> that we want to kind of to throw our first pitch because I know he's a baseball guy. Okay, I'll let him know. And just kind of right before she went into her meeting, I just throw it out there. So she calls me back about 45 minutes later. Okay, he'll do it. And I was just like, oh, shit. Okay, well. Let's I mean, we didn't <laughs> think it was going to yeah. happen. <laughs> we thought he'd just kind of brush off the invitation. He's an older gentleman in his 70s. Kind of, you may, maybe thought he'd kind of brush off the invitation or what have you. But we got a yes within like 45 minutes. So she calls me back. Oh, yeah, he'll do it. Oh, oh okay, sure. Let's get the ball rolling. Okay, let's set it up. You know, yada, yada, yada. Kind of getting all the you know, the measurements for his shirt and the kind of the details of it and the whole nine yards. And he comes out there and, you know, these politicians, they have a natural grin on their face, right? It's kind of like tattooed on them, right? They naturally kind of have to be smiling the whole time, right? Well, this guy, you could see his smile was natural. <laughs> it was a different, I mean, smile. from <laughs> ear to ear, man, we had the parking lot full, right? We had the place jumping. We had live music going, we had beer flowing. He's coming into a full parking lot, full of people, hundred something people in the stands, you know, just a good nice. old rocking time. 
and kind of throwing out the first pitch and his smile was as sincere as it gets wow. you know and he just sits there and he's just ready to kind of engage in conversation hey man i used to play in the spanish american league in the 60s and i played into my yeah. 70s and i started over here and did this and what position do you play how did this whole thing get started up and you're trying to kind of feed him information but he's kind of like <laughs> looking around the field like you know like at the wonder minute of it all you you you, you would almost think he was at the you know on he the pitcher's his mound own Astros. jersey his own san, san antonio jersey, missions yeah. old school jersey nice. The vintage one, yeah, but it said wolf on the back. Yeah, the stadium's named after. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. badass to have him there. Like, I was like, <laughs> That's awesome. and so the yeah. wonderment in his eyes and the wonderment that he had, kind of just to kind of see, like, wait, what is this baseball thing happening again? Yeah. You know, in any, you know, like they say in the, you know, whatever movie it is, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where he kind of looked at it, and you can get, kind of just see the romanticism in his eyes of kind of the years past and. You know, everything that he's kind of done in, in the community of San Antonio, you're kind of looking at one of those things where it was a good opportunity. And, you know, no doubt about it, he's been on a lot bigger stages, throwing a lot a lot of first oh, yeah. pitches. But I would cease to say that ours kind of had a little bit of a special kind of like, that's cool. That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like low, low, that, old school. Yeah. From yeah. Home. That's yeah. funky, man. Yeah. That's cool. It's, that's it's so that's what this is about. Wow. You know? I wish I would have been there. I've had the pleasure. He's an incredible individual. I've yeah. had the great pleasure of a few lunches with him, and, and he's he's always fun. But, man, I wish I would have been there that day to see that. It was that's, cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. Cool. He, he did mention he was – because we. I, I think we even talked about that to him. He's like, yeah, I played on the Spanish-American Leagues. I'm like, Dude, you're probably the only white dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty fucking funny because yeah. it's like He's got that dude's cool. Like, if he was yeah. the only white, they probably call him Weto or Weto, <laughs> like something. Like, and like you're you're gonna get a, a jersey from the Tigres. Just gonna say Weto. That's that. it, right? <laughs> and it's funny too because we also uh, him and I had gone out. Um, the night before, was it the night before or two nights before? We had gone out two nights before. Shout out to uh, Adrian Quesada, Black Pumas. Yeah. Yep. We went out to a DJ set they'd hosted. Uh, shout out to uh, Stephen Lee Moya down at Havana. Uh, uh, Adrian was doing a DJ set down there in San Antonio uh, for his latest album that he put out. And Cruz and I, hey, man, let's go and check it out. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever. So uh, we're down there having some drinks, shooting the shit with Adrian and, and Stephen, having a good old time, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the councilman shows up. Councilman for District One. His name is Mario Bravo. Good dude. You know, kind of. Uh, uh, he's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. But he's he's a politician, councilman. You know, trying to kind of glad hand and shake everybody's hand, all that kind of stuff. So we're shooting the shit with them. You know, talking business about some other stuff that's going on, <laughs> some local politics that are going on. What else y'all been doing? I mean, we get this baseball thing. What do you mean baseball thing? Well, we do this baseball thing. We kind of go through our elevator speech. Kind of, kind of go down. You know, wood bats, hardball, scholarship. You know. Oh wow. And it's in his district. Yeah, it's in, yeah, yeah we're, where we're, we practice. Right. Yeah. Well, it's actually right next to his district, but nonetheless, yes, very close to yeah. downtown. Do you think I could go out? Yeah, man. Come on out. <laughs> Dude, our game's practice. like in, our game's like in, <laughs> our game's like in two days or three days. And he's like, what? And you're like, just come out. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, just listen to me, man. Yeah. Just come out. You're going to be fine. You know, we'll yeah. put you out in the field, get you, you know, kind of enveloped in the, the kind of the warm waters of this, this idea of what we're doing, man. And so, sure enough, man, shows up. So, county judge throwing out the first pitch. District 1 councilman sitting in the bench. You know, we get him out there, and he kind of puts on the helmet. 
And, you know, we're kind of telling, he's like, oh, I've played softball recently, man. I'm good. And I was like, ah, <laughs> not the same. Papa. Not the same, dude. That, that bat in softball will ping that ball and it'll be in the outfield all day. But this one, you have to push it's that like, ball. Man. Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, try bringing 34 ounces across that plate consistently fast. It's, yeah. it's tough, you know? And so, uh, but nonetheless, we, we had a really good day. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's, you know, again, like you're talking about all encapsulating, all aware, all these, like you were talking about, all these sectors and roads kind of uh, intersecting and kind of coming together for these things. This was just another iteration of that where now certain people are kind of catching on to it, whether it's a service industry thing or raising political awareness or education situation, whatever it is, we're just trying to kind of use this as a conduit to kind of bring these different things together to where it facilitates our needs. You know, I know we're kind of both type A personalities. We need to kind of keep going. We need to be doing what we're doing. We need to do it. And this kind of fills that void. It fills that role for us to kind of check that box to say, man, we did something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we gave back. We did our work today. And yeah. if we can get away with it, drinking beer and hitting some fucking baseballs. What it's else a win-win situation. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. this, this fucking town <laughs> shit is cool. Who cares ever. what the score is? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> trust me, we do not care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, no, shit, I care. No, 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 <laughs> I care. But uh, I'm willing to put it yeah, aside. I'm willing to put it aside. Uh, yeah, that's funny you mentioned Adrian because that as soon as we went down to the basement to see him and he was playing stuff from his new album and he's like, dude, I want that Deagles hat. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> like, yes. dude, hey. Hey Cobra, slow down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just like, dude, it's. He goes, I've been following y'all. It just looks great. Like, but that's kind of you know we've been seeing that a lot. Like. Yeah. Uh, it also just with, you know, the articles that we've had so much great press in San Antonio right. covering, you know, the little things that we've done and literally we just started, literally yeah. just started. And so it's, it's been nice to see the response, you know, well, I mean, to be, to be fair, y'all are no chumps, but also, and, and, you know, from a network perspective and being prominent in oh, San yeah. Antonio, but also you really did lead with your heart. Y'all immediately. Right guide it and you're like you saw the possibilities and when you do that and it's organic and it's real you don't have to you don't have to reach to build that culture that culture is right. already there right. you're just going to harness the power exactly right. which obviously right. y'all y'all done dude i can't i'm fucking excited i can't wait to get to a game dude <laughs> yeah no We're talking well, about that you got day. it I, and, and the field i'm talking about is called colt 45 it's on the south side of San Antonio. yeah yeah familiar it totally has that you know long time feel but mexican like pool tables and it's like <laughs> full bar and it's just like literally down the street they're selling yeah. in one booth they'll sell you a funnel cake and contact lenses like yeah <laughs> that's the what's best. the problem yeah <laughs> let's let's throw some balls yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome yeah that is great it's uh you know it you were talking about you know just getting people together and and you know wanting it to be something else and, and do other things yeah, it's a lot easier to get people to come to a baseball practice or a game than it is to a board meeting for a right <laughs> for a social cause. Sure, sure. <laughs> Especially oh. a three hour, uh, you know, where you can actually talk to everyone and you have right. some time and then you think about it out in the field and then you come back together and yeah, it's amazing how much ground you can cover each time you see each other. Oh yeah, absolutely. And oh, the, the networking. Yeah, the networking. Yeah, we, I mean, we've uh, Liberty Bar as our one of our title sponsors has just been an absolutely gracious host. And so after every, uh, after every practice, we call it La Cueva de Tigre. And that's kind of the, the tiger cave, if you will. Um, um, we'll go over there and shoot the shit. And it's kind of just kind of getting to know the person that you're playing on the team with and kind of 
you know, what do you do for a living? You know, what, what's your passion? What do you, what, what, what makes you thrive? You know, what, those kinds of just general kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously there's going to be natural differences and those things are just, it's just part of life or what have you. But the, the one overwhelming factor is, man, I look forward to Monday nights, you know, like this yeah. is, this is really fun, you know? Yeah. And so that, that kind of uh, smooths over a lot of, yeah. uh, normal bumps that would kind of exist in today's society where people are so willing to point out just the smooth, the, the smallest bump in somebody's personality, um, where this kind of booth, uh, baseball just kind of smooths it all over. Hey man, yeah. Common, we're all here common for that. thread. Right. Enter, right. Right. Enter, well, yeah, commodity. going back to like the sponsors, I mean, Jesus, like we, we, again, we just started we're, we keep racking up sponsors. We're like, because, you know, the brands understand that. Can they you share any culture. with the Sunlight Revolution podcast? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just nice to see that. Like, uh, Dorkel, I mean, they're yeah, just been amazing. Like, Dorchel has just been amazing. I want to give a special shout yeah, out. Yeah, they've been super cool. To Boyan and the whole crew out there at, uh, at Dorchel, they have been a, uh, a backer of not only mine, but uh, a, a lot of good ideas in San Antonio for a number of years. And uh, when, when, when Cruz and I kind of got this off the ground and we kind of had seen what the dingers and some of the, the blueprint that, that some of the guys up in here in Austin had done before is kind of wrangling these, these sponsors together for the purposes of you know, kind of getting a, a community built or, or kind of an idea to, to kind of coalesce around. Um, I immediately thought of them. I said, man, these guys have been here for a bunch of community events that we've done. They serve really, really good beer. Um, um, so they're a brewery? That's they're a brewery and a distillery. So it's it, it's Dorchel uh, Distillery and Brewing Company. So it's uh, uh, they, they make a thing called a Rakia, which is a um, it is a, an alcohol made out of apricots and uh they serve it down mainly there at, at their production facility and brewing company, which is on the south side of San Antonio on South Flores, right right outside of downtown. And uh, so they also have a tap room. And I've known him through a couple of different projects that we've done. Um, and and uh, I said, man, Boyan's always just been great. Call him up, you know. So I said, hey, man, listen, we're putting a baseball team together. And, you know, it's funny because, he, you know, he's, he's a real quick, quick-witted guy. And he says, I don't really need to know all the details. <laughs> how, much, how much beer do you need? And I was like, well, we're kind of starting kind of, a baseball team, you, you know, like, uh, a maybe, lot, maybe like uh, two cases a week. And then maybe like a keg for game days. And he's like, that's it. And you're like, yeah. And I'm you like, immediately are like, fuck. Yeah, I know. exactly. <laughs> I need, yeah. I need like, 20 cases right. a week. <laughs> so, so, it, and, and, and he was just like, no questions asked. Like, absolutely. But now the ability to go, and sell his beer for a donation that he's essentially giving to us. And I, I texted him the other day, kind of, you know, we have a good relationship, kind of gave him a bro moment, and I was just like, bro, thank you. You know, like, you're giving us the beer, put us over the hump for getting us where we needed to get for the scholarship. And I was talking to him on the way over here today. It was the two things that really did it. It was the merch by his design, obviously Cruz's design, and it's beer sales. And, and, and that's what your two main driving factors are when it comes to revenue generation for doing yeah. what you need to do, whether it's continuing the team brand, which some guys want to do, whether it's an end result, like a scholarship, which we want to do, whatever it is, team needs, whatever it it's is. It's the MLB. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we're kind of like, all right, sounds good. And, 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 and um, you know, I, I wanted to give him and made sure he was aware that he was the cause of a lot of this you know so often when you hear man you were the cause of that it's heard in a negative connotation you know but i, I want to make sure that he hears it whether it be on a podcast yeah. or a text or anything like that no man you were the cause of that you know by physically hey man here's the beer go yeah. have fun with it you that's, know and you know that's just amazing shit you know that's incredible well when you have a legit culture the brand alignment is 
you yeah. know, fairly, fairly easy and, sure. and proof and proof in the pudding. Let's talk a little bit about the design, Cruz Ortiz. Yeah. To the, well, folk, to, to the folks that can't see your <laughs> handsome face, uh, you're a designer, you're an artist. Yeah. Um, I know that you're uh, obviously a lack of ego and humble pie. Love and appreciate you. Respect your art. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But if you don't mind, talk a little to your own horn. Talk a little bit about yourself and, and tell the folks that are listening that might not uh, know about you yet uh, right. where you come from and what you're doing with the design for the Tigres. Well, I, I'm definitely a Texas artist. I've been here you know, since the beginning. Uh, well, I, I actually like to tell people, people, like, I always ask my parents, like, hey, where are we from? Like, are we from Mexico? And they just laugh at me and go, no, mijo, you're from here. <laughs> like, here. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm from here. Uh, I, but I'm definitely an artist. I, I've done everything, uh, lots of contemporary art stuff, uh, museum shows. Uh, actually, we had a show here at UT Austin uh, a couple years back. So I've done I've done that whole thing, and that was the thing too. Is like a lot of my art deals with community interaction, community give back, community, um, you know, needs based on like looking at what a community needs and what how can art help with that. And that's a I mean obviously that's one of the things that uh, baseball and this Sandlot really uh, kind of resonated with me because it had a lot of the elements that contemporary art projects do, where it's based on culture. It's, it's using culture to facilitate change. And I think that's, for me, is huge, right? And so <clears throat> as far as the design of the, the I, I mean, I, I've come from, a, you know, old school punk rock screen printer vibes, you know, doing show posters, you know, at Emo's and Taco Land in San Antonio. And, and so that, that's kind of what I wanted to do as well with the Tigres. It was like, well, this is, this is so punk rock, guys. I mean, obviously we all know that we come from that background. So I wanted to like continue with that with the posters, and so the first team on the dingers, like I have a letterpress, and so I literally just put some blocks together, and man, we sold out those posters quick. And so I was like, okay. And then when, of course me and Joe were talking about starting a team, I'm like, dude, we can kill it. <laughs> 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 like, because I mean, for us that you know at the shop in the, the studio, I mean, we print out stuff all the time, and so this was actually fun for me. You know what I mean? In right. the sense, like. I didn't have to like, oh, let's think about art or like, let's see. See, and I jumped on his art bandwagon when it came to this, right? So I was kind of like, you know, the design kind of feature, you know, obviously we, we defer to him, right? Yeah. There's a natural deference. Okay, man, that's what you're good at. Hit it. And so when we kind of started going through team names, you know, I'm kind of filtering through my Rolodex of kind of audiovisual yeah, stuff. Yeah, like what's worked before. And we're kind of, pat, we're, we're, we're kind of doing that whole... Um, you know, kind of symbiotic, you know, kind of playing off of, playing off of each other. And then I said, you know, let, let's just kind of, you know, again, the whole punk rock vibe, just put something down. Just put it down. Let's see what happens. And we'll kind of run it from there. Hit me back. I was like 30 minutes later, I had yes. a, a whole deck. <laughs> had a, a whole deck done. Sent over, email done and everything. And I said, well, what okay. And so the logo itself was so organic um, and so raw that I think that's where it really kind of resonates with people, yeah. right? Because, listen, man, we could go out there and, you know, whether it's his design firm or other guys that we know within the city of San Antonio, other design firms and other companies that would be clamoring to kind of get in line with something like this to kind of put a, a, a product out. Um, this was something that we didn't want polished, yeah. you know? And, and this is, Sandlot is not about polished shoes. Right. It's about the sandy shoes, you know? Yeah. And, and we were like, that's perfect. You know, and so we just kind of played it out from there. And, 
You know, listen, I, I, I love all my Sandlot brothers in San Antonio, Texas. Like, and I, I want to make sure I say this on the podcast loud yeah, and clear. We, we love all those guys. The Dingers are great. The Arsenal Abejas are great. Los Slowpokes are great. San Antonio Rose are great. They're all good dudes. But they don't touch shit when it comes to our fucking design. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that, you know, that's just all there is to it. We're going to just say it right now. We're just going to say it right now. I love all those guys. They're great guys. Appreciate it. But, you know. Shots fired. Yeah. No, it's, no, that's yeah. legit. Like, I got to show you this real quick. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Cruz. Put yes. Your, put yes, your glasses on. Pinch your dog. That's yeah. ha- yeah. hanging in my house. I, <laughs> I love it. I, I've got this great piece called uh, Pinche Dog, and it's just uh, this little dog and with his red rocket and the nine yards. <laughs> I, I wish the, the, the our audience could see it. Um, but it hangs in our house, and, and man, I'm, I want to say that I got that from you the yeah. night that we were, we, were you, you printing and we were raising money for Standing Rock? Yeah, we were ra- raising money for Standing Rock. Yeah. Well, that's where we met, you know, just in the San Antonio scene of, you know, and and that's the thing, you know that that's exactly brings you know I love that like, it's the the action people mm-hmm. right the the yeah. punk rock community coming yeah. together, doing good things you know what I mean and whatever we're doing we're we're still getting together and doing stuff for that. yeah I mean you know, it's but, all about having fun drinking beer and yeah. helping the community and and just doing doing the right thing I mean I mean that like you said that's how I was introduced to you yeah uh, years ago um, incredible Joe. You said you're a firefighter? Yeah, man. I've uh, been uh, with the San Antonio Fire Department now for about 18 years. Wow. Um, I drive at, uh, I'm an engineer at Fire Station 28, uh, north central side of San Antonio. Um, do a couple other things philanthropically. I've done a, a dog park in San Antonio called Maverick Dog Park. Raised some funds over there. Raised about a little over half a million dollars to put a dog park in the middle of downtown. Wow. About uh, three or four years ago. Kind of really organic thing as well. Kind of crowdfunding. Uh, bond package dollars, uh, private dollars. Um, there was nothing there before at this park. And so I, I lived down there and I was like, man, we got to do something. So kind of, again, community driven. That was of, a rough park. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was rough <laughs> that park. Was a rough park. <laughs> a lot of homeless, a lot of drug use. We get it. They need their space and need their place. But, uh, there was also something to say, Hey man, there's a lot of people moving in and around here. We want to make sure that there's a place for us yep. as well. So I saw under, I saw an, and they're pincher dogs. Yeah, and pinched, pinched dogs. <laughs> so uh, made a dog park in the middle of downtown. Um, that was kind of took up three or four years uh, previous. Um, and uh, like Cruz had alluded to earlier, my, my, my family has a little bit of uh, uh, history in San Antonio as well. My dad was a former city councilman from 77 to 85. Uh, he's currently on the Alamo Community Colleges there as well, in, well into his 70s. My mother is on the, uh, she's the chairwoman of Port San Antonio, which is a massive driver on the south side of San Antonio. Um, my sister is the CEO of SA Digital Divide, well, again, which is kind of like a city entity, but a, I mean, a, not a city entity, a uh, nonprofit that uh, is kind of raising awareness, trying to get these big dollar contracts for these AT&Ts of the world to kind of come in and provide um, uh, internet to low income housing. So, you know, we, we have our kind of fingers all throughout the city of San Antonio, you know, kind of, you know, you can kind of go and you know, ask for an all the and you'll find one, you know, kind of a situation, you know, and, and so, uh, um, they'll come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here. And so, um, you know, I, uh, my other sister who lives here in Austin, um, she always, she's always talking about like Soho house up here in Austin and like this whole thing, and you know, like, you know, so cool Austin. And I'm like, I told her about the semi thing. And she was like, holy shit, I see them all the time. You're doing that now in San Antonio? We're like, yeah, we're doing it. We have our own team. She's like, that's so cool, you know? And you're like, yeah. So, uh, like I said, she's lived here on the east side of uh, Austin for quite some time. And, and uh, 
And so it, it's just one of those things where, you know, I've, I've always kind of been in the community of San Antonio, always kind of been in involved in and around yada, 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 uh, done some stuff locally for the union as well. Um, politics wise for, uh, the local 64 firefighters union and, and, uh, so just kind of keeping busy, you know, and that's how our, our paths crossed. You know, we uh, politics, politics, I uh, love politics, families, um, uh, his wife and I didn't go to school together, but we went to school at the same years in high school with neighboring schools. And so we knew a lot of the same people. So when we kind of reconnected, it was like, hey, hold on. Don't I know you? You know, that kind of situation because San Antonio. They're like San doing. Antonio people. Like, I mean. San Antonio's old. I mean, I tell that to everyone. Like, yeah. it's like you think of New Orleans old. San Antonio's older, right? Yeah. And, or Boston. You know what I mean? The, and San Antonio's older than all those cities. And so, like, when you meet people from San Antonio, they're so cutthroat. Like, I mean, they say we're friendly, but mm, they oh, no, you gotta be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, and so, like, their their family, like my wife's family, and I mean, they and they it's, were. It's in like San the Antonio beginnings for. of what y'all had over here. I'd say maybe about. 25 to 30 years ago. Armadillo days. Austin was Austin. About 30 years ago to where it was legitimately still Austin before that big move started to happen in the 90s. You know, it was kind of that late 80s. You still had a little bit of that hippie hollow effect. You still had a little bit of that kind of sleepiness. And then all of a sudden in the 90s, it was like, uh, and that's kind of what we're experiencing, right? You know, we're kind of right on the tail end of you guys as far as some of the development, the massive corporations and stuff like that. But what we're not on the tail end on is some of the culture, you know, some I mean, of that culture. front runner. Right. So some of, some of that cultural stuff that we've been bringing, uh, that, that's kind of playing that catch up. You know, it's kind of, um, you know, one of the analogies that I always use is like uh, Austin and San Antonio are like brothers. Um, I have two boys, so I'm raising two boys, eight and six. And that older brother is usually kind of like the cultured, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved, a little bit more cerebral, San Antonio. Then you have the younger brother that's the cool punk rock, gets into everything, rambunctious <laughs> younger brother, right? And that's the Austin one, right? Yeah. And there's kinds of times and moments for each of those moments throughout your life. So you can come and burn it up in Austin for you know, a good 20, 30 years. Then you want to relax, you can go an hour down the street, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of just have your own chill vibe, your that's, own kind that's of. That's the new San Antonio tagline is retire <laughs> and essay. That's it. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of one of these things that it's just yeah. uh, community-wise that's just kind of making it cool. It's bringing the cool to the table. You know, it's kind of making sure that uh, that progression of cool kind of runs through all out Texas. I mean, we, we had a guy come to our, our, uh, our practice uh, two or three practices ago, and he's from, uh, not, was it Del Rio? Yeah, Del Rio. It was Del Rio, and he's like, "Dude, we don't have anything out out there like this. Go, yeah. Like, you he's need like, about I'm gonna start my own team. You need I'm about like, eleven guys. Yeah, you know, just to get just to get off the ground, you need about eleven solid guys. Get, do batting practice, hit the ball, get on the field, get you, get know. you a sister team, and see that Acuna. There you go, right? <laughs> exactly. Dude, no, there there's teams everywhere. Like, I mean that that's what even Olivia's grandfather was saying. He goes, oh man. There was teams in every. He goes. We would play Dilly, uh, you know, Cuero, um, yeah. you know, Floresville, Pleasant. All those little t- towns had their little, you know, their little adult league, and they're hardball. They're all wooden bats, and sure, doing it for years. And so it's just interesting because, yeah. like I, I mean, we say like, yeah, we're doing something cool. I'm like, man, they've been doing it longer. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we yeah, definitely want to acknowledge like. 
the, the predecessors sure before you us give to a see nod that. to history and that's respect but yeah. don't take anything away from yourselves y'all oh, are yeah, yeah, doing no. something very cool no, no. and to be fair like it largely fell off of the cool factor for probably a few decades yeah. i mean the sandlot revolution and and you know uh the charge been you know in a, in a large part led by jack sanders and the playboys and well before i joined them and and howard who's who's one of the founding members like you know, not to say like they're the 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 one and only. Like this stuff is, right. like you said, Mijo, you didn't have baseball. Or you didn't yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> but but yeah. but like it's it is amazing that in the last you know ten fifteen years, it's this resurgence has kind of started, and where it's going now, where all these amazing individuals with the right mental mindset are bringing people out of the woodwork, are invoking this nostalgia, are talking to people who are hearing this story. So, like, there's this whole history that's been rediscovered that's unreal. And and sadly, I think we've got a small amount of time where dudes like us can listen to those stories, and if we're smart, we'll put them down on paper or put them on, on, sure. on video because they're going to disappear. Um, there's a lot of old folks who... who Unfortunately, aren't going to be around because life yeah. is real. Um, but but the history is real, and we've got to capture that. So it's so cool that y'all are gathering this stuff. So charging y'all with uh, writing a book, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, and there, that's the thing. There's already books out there. I mean, I we we bought all these Mexican American books, and I was like, oh my god, send me like, some links. I'd like to get them. Like those. it's they're really interesting. I mean, even the sponsors were interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, lumber yards. You know, it was everybody. Yeah. Like grocery stores. You know, Menchaca store. You know, yeah. my mom. They had always, a baseball team. My mom was would always you know, and she knew I was a baseball kid, kind of growing up and stuff, and. You know how moms do. They always kind of get you some kind of quirky gift, you know, that kind of just whatever, you know, from time to time. And you kind of <laughs> you don't want to throw it away, obviously be respectful of it, the time and energy that she thought to get some for you. But I remember she had gotten me this book, uh, The History of Baseball in San Antonio, and I can't remember the author. But uh, nonetheless, you can find it pretty easily, I would imagine. And kind of, hey, thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. And this was maybe about six or seven years ago. She included it with one of my gifts, you know birthday gift or Christmas gift, what have you. And I thought, well, it was really nice of her to kind of go through the process of remembering, you know, I like baseball <laughs> and the whole nine yards, but not really sure if I'm going to have time to kind of delve through this book. You know, there's right. other, you know, raising two kids, obviously mm -hmm. there's, there's other things on the front burner. And uh, so, you know, sure enough, we get back from that first dingers practice and I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> tore the cover off that book and just kind of started kind of, Hey man, what are we going to do here? You know, just kind of started looking at names and, and then all of a sudden you, you know, you're two or three chapters in and you're thinking, man, Thanks, mom. You know, like yeah. that perfect gift, you know, like amazingly wow. timed gift to, to kind of give the history of San Antonio, history of baseball, you know, kind of intertwined. And then it kind of led to it, it, it kind of essentially led to where we fell on our name. You know, at, at the end, you know, we kind of coalesced around, hey, man, that sounds really good. You know, kind of has that that right Classic, snarl, yeah. if you will, to it, you know, when it kind of rolls off the tongue pretty nice and. And uh, so that we, was interesting because yeah. that was the other thing, too, is like, you know, going with the design of the brand building. Right. We were like, <clears throat> OK, I mean, we, we thought of some stupid names, you know, like, yeah, like, like kind of I mean, not stupid <laughs> names, but they were fun names. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. We're like, I don't know. And Joe's like, no, dude, like based on what we talked about, the history stuff, let, let's make a classic name, like right. something that the old school guys would do, you know, and like and the, the Playboys. You know what I mean? Like right. there's something fun and, you know, but still it's like. And I don't even know. We were going through all kinds of stupid animals, I think. Like those gatos or just like right. <laughs> anything we could come up with. Yeah. Right? We're just throwing it out there. Those taquaches, yeah. like all these stupid, like, you know. 
You, yeah, had, so to then, pick, you had to pick one that us white dudes could say. Yeah. Like, like, Tigres. <laughs> yeah. And it was just it's fun. Like, like Tiger, right? Is yeah, that yeah. Tiger? yeah. Like, okay, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Tiger and then jeans. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, we can make this work. And so, and then, of course, the first designs, I mean, you know, even the, the, the main logo, I, I drew that quick in my one of my little sketchbooks. And I just screenshot it to Joe. He goes, that's it. Don't, even, don't mess with it. Just vector it, whatever you want, and just let's get it through. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. Like literally, you know, just a couple of keystrokes, and, and we had a quick deck, and we did the the brand colors real quick, and you know, and then of course the posters have been so fun. Like, yeah, you know yeah, that it's, that for every game we were doing a custom, you know, definitely a custom uh, poster poster for each of those, and of course those get to get sold at the game and. And it's really, it's been really fun. Like that part has been really super good. The oh. stickers is. I mean, it's yeah. your it's your wheelhouse, bud. So. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's it's yeah. fun. Well, like, how how do, how do folks listen to the podcast and and just out there so that we and we talk to people as you know like all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, I've had someone already ask me like, how do I get a hold of some Tigres merch? Like, where do they get a hold of it? So we will have something hopefully up and running. Uh, our website is being built as we speak by, and that's, you know, again, just let me touch on this real quick. We got a lot of guys community wise on our team that are participating in so many different forms and fashion that it makes us happy to kind of sit back and look at what everybody has kind of taken on and there's their own role and responsibility. Cool. I love that. And like I said, with the, with their, like you mentioned earlier, we have the Dr. Uh, Daniel Gagliano that is on it. When it comes to the scholarship aspect of it, we're kind of letting him run with that. But we got a couple of tech guys on our on our team, and they're kind of running the website thing. Secure the website, digitasanantonio.com. You know, the whole, we got the .com, which was really cool, you know. The, <laughs> and uh, they put some stuff together, and we're hoping to have a merchandising kind of aspect on that page relatively soon. Uh, we want to make sure, you know, cruises. Cruz is he, crazy. He, he's crazy, right? The guy's crazy, right? Like I, uh, you know, we, we we've got a good friendship. To, so much shit. It's to, to where I'll have to pull the reins back, right? Like he'll he'll be like, "Hey man, we're gonna do alternate jerseys. We're gonna do home jerseys. We're gonna do Dude, jersey. want, like, We're gonna do mascots. We're gonna do the eighties. Oh, yeah, Save yeah, some yeah. money for the scholarship, yeah, bro. You can't spend it all on jerseys. He wants a winner. The eighties sheer sheer jackets. The sheen jackets. You know, I mean, just like everybody else. The panties. Yes, exactly. This, like, you want the whole thing, and I'm like, Cruz, I like, want it. Oh, this is gonna take time, so let's delegate, right? Let, 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 let's figure this out how we're gonna kind of go about these things, and and uh, let's kind of limit our scope so we don't get too far out, you know, ahead of ourselves with this. And and so we had a couple of guys step up and um, volunteer to put the website together. They've done that, and so hopefully the merchandising page will be up relatively soon. But we want to make sure we keep it. Um, you know, really, really kind of limited. I mean, we understand this avenue and aspect, and I know from his perspective, we're hoping that it goes bonkers, right? Like, that would be a cool thing for it to be, you know, whatever it is, a life of its own, you know, branding-wise and stuff like that, and that would always be kind of a cool out. Uh, but we just want to make sure that uh, those people that are buying the jacket, I mean, the, uh, the, the hats or the stickers or the shirts, uh, we make sure that we put those out in a good form or fashion, quality design, quality kind of shirt and you know kind of get it out there and make sure that they're um before we jump into anything else let's make sure we got this kind of taken care walk, of walk you know. before you're on sure exactly yeah. well, yeah. i mean because putting the team together was tough enough in in and of itself you know finding yeah, out that's who, been a whole who, that's you know who plays where who can play and who can't play you know and and who and just wants to be there who just, just wants to be cool. there and absorb baseball you know which we, is we, awesome we love we, those we yeah. got guys on our team that have never swung a bat before 
you know, yeah. an organized wow. ball. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, when we were talking about good times. You know, I, I think that's something that kind of I said to myself and it kind of made me, you know, again, checks and balances, bring bringing receipts to the table like I talked about earlier. Um, my checks and balances and my receipts to the table was when we were talking about a good time earlier, my good time is seeing one of the guys on our team who has never played organized ball before get a base hit in practice, yeah. make a play, uh, make a play in a game, something like that. That is fucking great. Yeah. You know, that is where it's like, dude, you know, I've played a lot of ball. We, you can tell the guys that have played a lot of ball and I'm no good ball player by any stretch of the imagination, you know, but there's a lot of guys that, um, are not willing to kind of help out and just be like, Oh man, I'm good. That's all there is to it. I'm worrying about myself. But this kind of incarnation of baseball allows you to get those guys and be like, nah, come on, swing the bat. You know, just yeah. fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, I'm if you miss, hey, throw them three extra pitches. Three, three extra pitches. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, get, get, get in there, man. Yeah. Feel, yeah. feel, feel the vibration of the of of the wood bat course through your through your arms when you hit that ball. Yeah, you know, get that feeling because that's what that's what you know made it fun for us and made it kind of baseball for us and those guys that know it, they feed off of that nostalgia. They they'll hunger for that nostalgia. So you want to kind of give that to the other guys that are experiencing it for the first time. It's like, yo, man, feel that in your arms. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Wait on that first pitch. Don't swing, buddy. Well, why not? Because you want to see what the pitch looks like. You want to see what his <laughs> arm delivery is like. Yeah. You want to see where if he's erratic all over the place. And you can see their eyes full of wonderment, like, wait, all this strategy goes into the Dude, you haven't even your chances of getting on the base is just watching that ball. Yeah, yeah. if you do it, you know, <laughs> three out of every ten times. You're in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. You know, you're yeah, in the right? Hall of fucking Fame. So don't worry if you strike yeah, out. Exactly. Don't worry. You know, even the best guys in the world Man. can't do this three out of ten times. They exactly. can't, you it's, know. It's so good to hear that on top of everything else, y'all are imparting and moving that knowledge over. Um, early on, we talk about a lot, you know, Howard especially, and like just on this podcast in general, we talk a lot about the mental health, and we talk a lot about yes. the healing of past trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, hey, man, it – it hurts uh, as a kid to get cut from a team. And how many kids like play little league and don't make high school and then, you know, or, or pony or don't get to high school, much less, you know, any sort of collegiate level. And then next to no one gets to the major leagues and then kind of like baseball is done unless there's some sort of community league situation. Um, but the mental health side of bringing on uh, a person who might have, who knows what they went through in life. Life's hard, mm -hmm. right? Um, but a lot of times there's there's some some trauma from the baseball field or a personal side or or from the personal side that is reminiscent from baseball because it's a childhood you know you, you play it from from early on stages but Sandlot does uh, certainly did that for me where like I quit and we were laughing about it like one a couple of episodes ago about you know I retired from high school ball to do drugs and drink yeah um, but. Uh, but, you know, like I, I did, I left baseball and, and we talk about that as well. It's like, you never know. You don't really think about it that one day that you walk off the field. You never know. Like you're not ever walking back on. Right. And you're probably not ever remember that. But for Sandlot to be, to come back in this revolution that's going on and all these individuals have an opportunity to get out there and be like, look, this is not testosterone driven. Like there, there's a league and to each their own and whatever. But Sandlot is about... Let's heal. Let's have some mental health. Let's spend a few hours enjoying building community, hanging out, networking, drinking beer, all the things. And baseball is important, but guess what? It's also not. You're going to strike out. Like you said, you know, 
Three, out, gonna three out of ten, you know, Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> right, right. And, and you're going to suck. And you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's all <laughs> but good. You're but win. No, I, I love that. I actually totally – I actually was thinking about that a couple of practices back about our team. Like, the idea of, like, <clears throat> just mental health, but, you know, also, you know, physical. Like, this is not going to the gym. Like, where I'm like, ah, oh, i got to go to the gym. And, of course, this is, like, impact sport. Like, you know, man, you're, you're sore. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like there's definitely cardio. There's all that stuff that's in there. But the part that, for me, you know, definitely, uh, one of our players, funny, he says, dude, my wife wants to thank you so much. He's like, she's been telling me, go play with these men and their bats and their balls. <laughs> I don't, like, literally just like, and, uh, and he's like, so I got, I, I, I'm coming out, man. Like, dude, come on. I, I mean, and that's the thing, though. It's like, I think a, a lot of us are family men. Some of us aren't. Uh, but it's idea of being with, you know, men and women on this team uh, together. We're all sweating our asses off, you know, 113 degree weather and encouraging each other. We all show up on time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you're building memories. You're having an experience. Yeah, like physical checking experience on people. Together. Yeah. You know, the networking part. There, I mean. And then you create an experience that your family can participate in, yes, too. Yes, exactly. You know, adding the music and adding oh, yeah. that type of part. And that's the thing that, you know, it always amazes me is, is the kids that love to come out to the games and, and you know, they can really have a good time. And, yeah. You know, it's a totally different vibe than you know competitive baseball competitive softball you know that kind of thing oh no it's yeah. been like a fashion event too like ours like my wife's like all like oh my i'm like whoa where is she goes well, we'll have the game like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then i i've been seeing all the ladies dress up like and all the guys like i'm like this is hilarious like yeah. what's happening out there you know in these field games we're it's just really of, fun we're trying to make it an event you know uh the first one we threw together, I was uh, actually on vacation, and him and I were kind of conversing on uh, Instagram or, or text or what have you. And man, we you know we had put a lot of practices together, but the the you could tell that there was a momentum for a game. Like the guys were getting restless. You know, hey man, when are we going to yeah. play? When are we going to play? And I'm kind of trying to kind of pump their brakes, saying, guys, we still need a couple of practices. We need a couple more players. You know, from the managerial side, you're trying to kind of navigate these waters of guys wanting to kind of, you know, you kind of want them to let the dogs out, but also at the same time, you kind of want to make sure that they're ready to play. Um, you know, because the competitive spirit does come out where you yeah. kind of want to make sure you're good, putting a good product on the field. And, you know, you're not just wasting your time. And and so, uh, 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 you know, okay, let's put let's put a game together. I, I think this weekend will work. So there I am. I'm in Mexico City, and, there, and, and I'm like <laughs> looking it up and. Yep, appropriately the, the fields the fields available okay well you think we could do that okay let's call and you know of course you know call crews and you know sit there and say hey homeboy check it out man i think we got an opportunity to fit a game in here kind of gets everybody off our back for a little bit get a game under our belts kind of give us a good idea on how to throw this party so but it's about two weeks away and he's like Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I've thrown in a party in a lot less than two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, like man. It's, it's production. You know yeah, yeah. And, like, and, 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 I'm like, and I'm like, no, bro. Like, this is this is uh, more than just a party. This is was, like a I baseball screen, game. I was screen printing shirts the night before. Like, damn, yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, we're going to, like, just literally. <laughs> and it was one of those things. Coming out, we like, put it together. It was and awesome. It was a great time. The turnout was uh, not what we expected. We expected it to be a little bit higher. But I think it was because of the... 
the kind of the quickness of it, kind of the buildup of it. Um, um, and, and I think it really kind of came to fruition on the second game. There yeah, was a yeah. lot more people there. There was more. Word of mouth. Co- yeah. yeah, word of mouth, mm-hmm. more kind of an idea of what's what. What are these guys doing? Okay, what vendors are going to be there? Oh, wait, they have live music and stuff like that. Like all these different little elements kind of came into play. And then that's kind of where it really was just like, okay, party atmosphere, you know, do this in, in a certain amount of time. They Re- really have a lot of fun with it. And, and that's where we see our drivers learning from this year. That's where we see our drivers for next year, right? You kind of always want to be learning off of last year and what did you do wrong or what could you have done better? And, you know, I have a lot of players asking me, you know, what, what's, what do we have on tap for next year? What does next year look like? Is this a one-off for you and Cruz? And, and, it's, and I said, no, you know, uh, we may not be on the field, but we'll be associated with this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I would love to be the godfather of this at 65 years old, sitting in the stands watching a team that I helped create run around the base pass. Yeah. So anything I can do to help facilitate that, and m- maybe it's his 20th design, and we're coming back this to this logo for the 20th anniversary shirt <laughs> 20 years down the line from now. You know what I'm saying? The retro. That, that, that kind of a situation. I think it but, just keeps piling more work on your face. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that, and yeah. that's the thing, too. That, that, that's yeah. the best part. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a worker like that. So it, it's, awesome. it's, it's, been, uh, it's, it's been really um, cool in that regard to oh. kind of see – you know, these other, like I said, these new players come out, the design aspect of it, putting a party together on, uh, you know, in a short amount of time, kind of building this community quick. It, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a, a hard, a hard and fast kind of punk rock song. And we've loved every minute of it. The way it should be. <laughs> and you're just getting started. Um, so, I mean, there, I felt like we just touched the tip of the iceberg. We're, we're a little over an hour. We got to, we're going to cut this one short, but um not without prefacing, uh, we can't wait to have you back because there's a lot more to discover. Obviously, with this much uh, um, content within a short hour, a little over an hour, and y'all are only a few months in, <laughs> like, I can't wait. And I can't wait to go to a game. I need one of those fucking hats. Um, can't wait to have y'all back on the podcast. Um, what can Sandlot Revolution do to support y'all? What can the Playboys do to support y'all? Like, if you need it, count us in as, awesome. as far as your Austin, you know, uh, Austin Sandlot brethren. Um, but, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit mind blown. Um, I expected nothing from watching your social media and knowing you. It's great to meet you, Joe. Um, you as well. You guys are doing it right. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I'm so proud to know y'all and be with y'all today. I can't wait to play with y'all. Yeah. Um, but uh, keep us posted on when, on when those games are. Uh, last thoughts. Any sponsors or links or anything that you can tell the Sandlot fans? Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, we wanted to thank you guys for inviting us out here. Um, you know, we've hit on it a thousand times today. If we were getting a dollar per word of community, we'd all be rich men. But uh, the idea of community is something that you guys are kind of furthering as well. So we want to thank you guys for that, uh, giving us the opportunity to come out here today and kind of just talk about uh, our idea of what a team is and what our team's going to do and how we're going to kind of go about things. Um, the ideas that we're promoting um, and y'all giving us literally an amplification for that and, and a microphone for that. So thank you very much. Uh, we do want to give a big shout out uh, to our, our main sponsors, and that's uh, Dorchel Distilling and Brewery, um, Liberty Bar, San Antonio, Texas, uh, Puro Pinche, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Puro Handsome Barbershop, in downtown San Antonio, uh, Mila Coffee House in uh, River North, San Antonio. And then uh, Rambler out of uh, ATX here. And they've been great, as you know. I know. There you go. They, they've been awesome. Um, Dave, yeah, Moody and Dave are freaking 
yeah, they've been they've been phenomenal as well. And so um, all those guys kind of coming around. We we've we've got a couple of them, a couple of other ones in the works that are that are pretty big. Uh, but we just want to make sure that uh, those sponsors know that we love them. They keep us hydrated. They keep us happy. Uh, they keep us looking fresh and clean. So uh, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate Man, it. Really, yeah. such an honor. Thank you. All. Good to have y'all out. Thank Mucho you so much. Corazon. Yes. Much respect. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Our theme song is by The Tender Things, written by number 33 of the Texas Playboys, Jesse Ebal.